Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to Dustrious, a high magic, high fantasy homeworld setting based loosely off the Pathfinder 1E system. This and Eldritch Dream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Brian Wraith, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and in memory of Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our episode to hear about some projects that some of these were working on. But for now, let's get started with our story. We had left off. Y'all had had a nice little dinner with the nice little family that was trying to make friends with Rick. And Rick had helped make sure that there was plenty of paints in the house. Um, and y'all had headed back towards your houses for the night. Now, go ahead and let everybody know that Brian is not going to be with us right now. He's needing to take some time off to handle some stuff. And so we're going to pick up with Brigard and Rick going back to Rick's house for the evening. And of course, when you go in, you will see Vari is there. Uh, but she's not going to interfere with you. So are you uh, going to be a polite host and have Brigard in your sitting room or are you taking him to the basement? Hmm. I'm taking him to the basement. What what the fuck is politeness when you don't do anything on the middle or top floor of your house? When I go over to Russell's house, he offers me a nightcap. I don't think alcohol's a important right now, Brigard. Also, uh I don't drink. You are a terrible host, Rick. But I forgive Am you. I? I thought you didn't drink anyway. It didn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. It could have been a nice herbal tea. It could have been a warm glass of milk. I guarantee you anything that Russell calls a nightcap and hands to you has alcohol in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Brigard, no, Brigard is fine with going to the basement. They've they had a nice night. Uh, now to get to uh, the brass tacks. Brigard, I got a couple of things. I want to... <clears throat> now, before you start discussing things with, Brig- with Brigard, describe for Don your house and the room you're taking him to They've and whatnot. They've been in my house. They've Honey, seen people the- listen to these episodes weeks That's apart. True. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while. I just, I just kind of go okay. on faith that it's uh, nice and uh, Vari-themed uh, up top and <laughs> very Rick doom and gloom in the bottom. <laughs> There's no doom and gloom. I mean, it's dark, but that doesn't bother either Set of us the at scene this point. Here. I'm working on Pick me a picture with your words. Um, stroke, strokes. What? Uh, squiggle, stroke. Squiggle, squiggle. Red. Little, little less red. Blue. Okay, I'm just, I'm gonna stop being a shithead. Uh, okay, so the basement. Uh, in the main room of the basement, there's a large, what appears to be alchemical lab now, um, that may not have been there last time you were here. Uh, but we are, we are just scrolling on past that in, into the room right across from the way from coming down. 
which is where my arcane repository is. This is the little room with bookshelves and the big circle on the floor. And where you kicked the table when you were looking for Yes, where you kicked the table. There's a large, uh, relatively uh, featureless circle with um, kind of like brushed off markings uh, of like chalk on the floor. I don't know if you have constant detect magic, but there are magical auras in here. Uh, no, Brigard, he's... Whether the, whether the character says it or... Uh, whether the, the build has it or not, I always imagine Brigard has to focus still on um, uh, detecting such things. So, this, this is his workspace, basically, is this little room, which is probably, probably a little over 10 foot by 10 foot. And he like has a table off, or a large table off to the side, on which is like the workstation, and a large circle on the floor, bookshelves aligning basically every wall that doesn't have a door on it. Uh, but then he'll lead you through that. There's another door in there that leads into something more akin to a small library, uh, approximately uh, ten feet by. Uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 feet. Uh, and there's like a there's like chairs and stuff to sit down in here and read. Uh, so is it lit? I mean not right now but he can he can cast light and yeah. it will be lit. Because uh, does Rick have dark vision? Yes. Okay, so that's yeah, that's why I, I kind of assume like I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. But uh I believe you also have dark vision. I do. And if it doesn't bother you to not have light, it doesn't bother Rick to not have light. Okay, yeah. Unless color is important. So, uh, he'll... Rick will kind of, like, go sit down, motion towards another nice chair to sit down on. Uh, yeah, Burger will take it and sit down, look around. You've made progress down here. Not much has changed. Vari's lab is new. The the chalk on the floor, uh, were you doodling? Uh, more or less. Trying to practice. Different uh, runes, sigils, things like that. So what did you want to speak with me about? Two things. One can wait. The other one, oh, I'm sure you've noticed that uh, Russell's not exactly got a high opinion of Iva's grandfather. The Jin. Yeah. Yes. Um, after the fight with the slavers, I thought some of that fire would have gone out in him, but he seems itching to provoke a confrontation. Which seems to be a theme with him. So, what I'm suggesting is you and me head out there. From what I understand, they don't sleep, so it shouldn't be an issue. Neither do you, we head Rick. out there. True. But I'd also would rather not go uh, impose myself on a genie by myself. Whether I think I could take him or not. And I'd really, really rather not take Russell with us, because I feel like 
we can make this perfectly peaceable and have it done and over with. I feel like if we take Russell with us or let him go do it, there will be a fight. If he's not, and it won't be pretty. If he's not already on his way out there to do it himself. I think he went into his place. He's setting up to open up tomorrow. Oh, the big opening. Yes. This would be a nice treat to present him with when we come back victorious. One less thing to weigh on his mind. Yes, I agree. In all, in all honesty, Brigard, I think it'd be better if we didn't tell him. Just let him forget about it. Oh. Um, you know... And uh, Brigard will kind of... <laughs> mull, <clears throat> sorry, mull this over in his mind a bit, and he's just you know, doing some mental math. You know, perhaps for his own safety and ours, it would be best for him to focus on his opening. Let that occupy a spot in his heart for a while. And just move on from this. I don't foresee us having any particular trouble, but just in case... You got anything you need to grab? Uh, no. Uh, uh, no, I I brought everything, uh, ever since those slavers, I rarely go anywhere, even in town, unless I, uh, without being fully equipped for, uh, potential trouble. So no, I am, I am ready to go right now. Actually, Don, yeah. you did intentionally not take any weapons with you because you were going to the dinner. It's been a while. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Yep, my bad. Okay, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, retracting that, uh, uh, just a moment, and he'll... he'll uh, uh, we can walk together if you want. I didn't bring... I'm an idiot. You're right, because, yeah, we were going on a peace <laughs> mission, and Brigard specifically didn't want to uh, antagonize anyone with uh, garish weapons and armor. So, no, he is. he's just wearing simple tunic and clothes right now. Brigard. Yes. Can I go in your house? Of course. You don't need to ask permission. You're my friend. Alright, and I'll hold my hand out to him. Uh, <laughs> Brigard will uh, slowly, not suspiciously, just slowly put his hand out to Rick's and grasp it. Dimension door. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, and here I thought y'all were just going to walk down the street. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're just in his house already. Okay, uh, I believe that's like right. a level three spell. Don, it's your go. Yep. Describe, describe this room that y'all have appeared in. Um, Rick has been in my home, so he, he knows the basic layout. But when he, he dimension doors us into uh, what would be Brigger's equivalent to a parlor, it looks like a... Uh, craftsman's workshop because uh, in Brigger's home he's been uh, he's really taken to whittling and crafting uh, wooden creatures and characters uh, as designs, as little symbols as small statues uh, throughout the town after the uh, after the battle Brigger uh, kind of prettied up the joint by uh, going along the fences and making things, kind of, not not really like totem poles but just you know, carving the likeness of uh, characters and creatures he's encountered while industrious. 
Uh, the room they're in now, covered in sawdust. There's um, bits and bits of wood just kind of strewn all over. Not in a real organized way, but also not just thrown around. Just, you know, if he's working on something, he'll pick up a piece, work on it, set it down. Uh, but the room they're in, you know, there may still be furniture, but it's all just coated with a fine layer of dust. Uh, uh, wood dust, I should say. Alrighty. And I am not picking on y'all. I have received a message from one of our listeners asking us to be more descriptive and leave less up to the imagination in scenes and settings. And since y'all decorated your houses, that is y'all's domain. So I'm letting y'all be in charge of describing areas that are yours specifically. I don't know if you're going to cut this or not, but if you're not, um, whoever sent that, thank you for the feedback. Um, that stuff helps because in my mind, I have a very clear picture of the world because I love this world. It's, I, it, it's a special place in my heart. I have no trouble conjuring what anything looks like. But yes, for people who don't live in it and have their heart in it so much, uh, thank you. Cool. Uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes. But yes, we are in the foyer of Brigitte's house because um, I'm familiar with its location and appearance. Yep. Yep. So, uh, right, so Brigitte's going to gather his weapons and stuff? I'll take yes. It. Yeah, he's going to suit up, uh, put on his magic armor that, uh, full disclosure, I don't remember. <laughs> like, the world I remember, the mechanic stuff, Brigitte and Don are just very, very dim when it comes to that. So yeah, he'll put on his uh, magical armor, he'll strap his uh, bardiche on, his uh, his his magical bow, his daggers, um, and uh, in, in, a, in a small satchel he's going to have, uh, he's going to collect uh, small bits of wood, and you know, he's got a bit of a ride ahead of him, so uh, he'll be uh, just, you know, just practicing the finer points of uh, making some creatures. Okay, so are y'all going to borrow horses again and, and ride out, or are y'all going to use your magic to... Uh, I was going to teleport us, because it would just be quicker and wouldn't take, what, four hours? Okay, and are y'all going by yourselves, or are you going to take other people with you to help with this endeavor in case it goes wrong? What are y'all doing? Uh, unless Br- Brigard has any input on that, or Rick had just intended it for it to be them. Uh, Brigard is definitely going to leave a note saying, Gone to see the djinn. So, if we die uh, in this and uh, the next characters we roll <laughs> have some sort of clue as to what happened, <laughs> we just didn't fall <laughs> off the map. Um, but yeah, he'll... Br- Brigard spells gin like the alcohol. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he sees the bottles. <laughs> gone to see the gin. Yeah, he, see- he sees all the bottles in uh, uh, Russell's house. So, uh, so yeah, he, ex- he 100% spells gin, G-I-N. Gone to see the gin. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> so it's a breadcrumb That's for our, uh, our our second characters. <laughs> All right. So uh, I don't know if y'all. I don't remember if y'all ever asked any's name when y'all spoke to him. Or I don't think we did. Do y'all happen to remember? I do not. Believe okay. We so did. y'all y'all don't know. Okay. It was a, it, it was a less than friendly conversation. Right. So y'all do not know its name. And also, um, how familiar is Rick going to be with this teleportation? Are we about to uh, splinch ourselves? No, I have greater teleportation. It has no chance of doing that. Oh, okay. Like, it, it'll fail if I don't know where we're going, mm. but I know where we're going. I've been there before, okay. so no, no chance of failure. All right. What are the odds that you uh, 
come out just above the well and fall in? <laughs> uh, none, because it's greater and not okay. normal teleport. Normal right. teleport, there, there's one percent some odds for that, but <laughs> no, one percent would be us uh, splinching. Okay, which I All realize right. is like a Harry Potter term. It is, yeah. Not I was just gonna let it be that. just a fun little Easter egg. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those unfamiliar with uh, what splinching means, it basically ma- it means you're a human scrambled egg. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna hold Brigger's hand again. Yeah. Yeah. Brigger accepts his hand. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I will greater teleport and use up a good chunk of my health doing so because I assume I'm at full because I I hope that it took you like three minutes to get all your shit together. If not, it will have taken three minutes for me to recharge and feel okay casting the spell. And we will arrive a little way away from the well, but within, like, dark vision distance, so. Alright. So, the well itself is, uh, kind of on the side of a hill. The way, the way this grassy area on the map, um, if, if you have the map in front of you, uh, you will see that there are some squares that are just green. There's no trees on them or anything. This is a very grassy area, very hilly area. Hence, Hill Point is on top of the tallest of hills. Um, and so this well kind of sits at the bottom of this hill. Uh, it's a it's a good way down. Um, but it's kind of at the bottom, almost like in this little valley area between some of these grassy hills. So there's not much in like in the way of trees and stuff around. There are some large rocks and, and stuff in the area. And the well itself, it's not one of those that come up above the ground and have the little roof and stuff like that. It, it is a old school in the ground well uh, made of stone. Yeah, I think you said before it was like had a little wall around it that was like about hip height. Right. But the, other than a few rocks, there's nothing notable in this area to see as it is just like a very hilly grasslands or a hilly plains area. And uh, about what time of night is it? Is it midnight? No, it's not that late. Y'all had just finished dinner and walked back to your respective homes. So uh, it's it's probably getting on uh, maybe close to 10. Okay. So it is not super late. Yeah. Uh, Rick's, Rick squats for a minute. Uh... Brigard squats next to him. Just like, I'm just healing up. Are you okay? Do you need me to inflict wounds on you? Hit speed things up, sure. Yep. So I will... Inflict wounds... Uh, inflict wounds is just the, the inverse of cure wounds, right? Just another... Yeah, it, it just, it's right. heal for me. Gotcha. Oh, max damage. Uh, yeah, max damage. Uh, <laughs> eight points. <laughs> or no, plus my nice. plus okay. my mob, right? Plus your level. Plus my level. But not my mob? I've been playing too much D&D, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, the way it's, it's based on your level. If, if you're doing the one that has one uh, die that you roll, yeah, it's plus your level up to five. Okay, so 12 points. And then, like, when when you do uh, two dice, it's the two dice plus your level up till 10. Okay. And it, it keeps going like that. I'm going to write that down right now. And that's for both your cure and your inflict. Yeah, that'll give me... An extra, because we're level four, so that'll give me an extra 12. Mm-hmm. That saves me a minute and 12 seconds. All right. Of, of squatting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it won't be real long before he's healed up. Okay. 
if nothing happens within those first few minutes, then we're good. No, nothing's happening. Okay. Then after fully healed, Rick will roll over to to the well and be like, uh, uh he'll pull out uh, like a, just a, a rock or something from the ground and and toss it in the well. All right. Uh, Burger stand next to him. Uh, uh, arms crossed, but not uh, any sort of uh, intimidation. Just uh, just waiting for whatever's going to happen. No weapons drawn at all. <laughs> yeah, Rick didn't bring his weapons. Oh, great. All right. Um, make an well, intelligence check. Rick's though. scariest weapons are his fists right now. Okay. Uh, intelligence. Okay. Intelligence checks, yes. All right. On brand with Brigard. Five. <laughs> Oh, that's that's not mine. This is mine. Okay, a roll, please. Well, I would there hope we again. Oh, I didn't do very good. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then you are standing there for a few minutes. I was like, nothing's happening. Rick, I think I think you were supposed to throw a coin in. Huh. A rock. Didn't realize it was that specific. A rock may oh. be insulting. Before, I only detected it as something disturbing the surface of the water, but I'll give it a shot. I'll pull out a coin and toss it in. Nothing happens. Uh, Burger will clear his throat. Gin. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just toss it in and say gin. Uh, make perception checks. Alright. Because there is a chance Rick can... I, know he, I, I don't know what oh. your perception score is, but I know there's a chance oh, that's Rick can get that's up not there. Me. <laughs> 28. Is Deju with us? He's he, uh, he's in me, but yeah. Okay. 28 for Brigger. Uh, uh, 25 for me. I rolled kind of poorly. Okay, so no, neither of y'all see anything. Um, but you do hear a little snicker. Uh, <laughs> Somebody is amused. That's so funny. I didn't hear the setup for the joke. I think it's laughing at us. And, uh, this, this being will start to take form in front of you. Uh, in case you don't remember, uh, it does stand about twice as tall as y'all do. Mm-hmm. Um, though the lower part of its tro- torso kind of trails away and instead of legs, there's this vortex of mist and wind. And, uh, say, well, it, it was kind of amusing. You're correct. I, it doesn't have to be a coin to to set off the sensors. Uh, I point at Burger. I was like, "Hold it." Do you want to go and get your coin back? No. Uh, hello again, Jin. Uh, we didn't get your name before. Well, there were some pretty upset people here before, weren't there? Yes. Uh, Russell was not. Uh, able to join us this evening. We didn't bring him. Alright, well, what are your names? Rick. Rickard. I'm Kadru. Kadru? K-H-A-D-R-U for listeners. Kadru. Uh, Brigard will, uh, will put a hand to his heart and, uh, incline his head. It is nice to finally get your name. You have, you have been a topic of conversation for some time now and we have just referred to you as the jinn or the genie so Kadru we we have come to uh, 
settle up, as our absent friend may have said. Uh, first of all, zero violence on our part. We, we are not here to provoke you or incur your wrath. Uh, Rick, do you perhaps have uh, suggestions on how we can make peace? This was your idea. Well, for one, I'll tell you what we did for Iva. Alright. Well, we did some magic to her. Fixed her mind a little bit. Brought her up a bit more to speed, but uh, not quite. She's still a bit childlike, but she can communicate more readily now. On top of that, we found her someone she seems to be have taken to as a caretaker. Someone to protect her and make sure these girls don't torment her? Yeah. I don't know if you know him. Local hunter. Name of uh, Travis. I've not spoken to but I know of him. She seems to be fond of hunting and is, has a pet fox now, so... For my part, I looked into the claims you made about these girls disappearing and found out they were true. So, our tribe has warded the shorelines. Uh, if anybody comes, comes ashore on the rowboats, we know it now. And can send somebody to check it out and make sure it's not, uh, not slavers. You have a tribe? Of course. How many and where are, where is your home? We live on this island. Away, away a- from Hillpoint? You don't, the, the, the well isn't your home? No, the well isn't my home. <laughs> we, we basically stay away from the the settlements uh, of people but uh we've been on this island a long time oh how long may i ask i don't know precisely Mm. were you here for the war Mm. not me but some of some of the members yes would it be possible at some point to speak with some of your elders about those times, those past times. Maybe. Tribe doesn't usually interact with people. Perhaps uh, we could perform some task or feat of trust to, to earn the right, the privilege to speak to someone. I don't know. I can make inquiries. That's all I can do. Of de- Whether or not they'll they'll choose to talk to you, that's that's their doing. Uh, if that would be very appreciative, we, um, on top of caring for the city, we have taken up a quest of sorts to unearth some mysteries regarding the times of the war and the fallout of such, and protection of the world itself. Well. Like I said, I can ask them. There's no guarantee. Of course. I guess I'm kind of an oddball. Because you like to hang out in a well? No, because I interact with mortal creatures. Uh, Brigard, I don't think he lives in the well. I think the well is just a magical sensor that alerts him to the presence of things at the well. That was a very good perception check, Rick. I mean, every time... Anybody mentions him living in the well, he laughs. The well is a sensor because it's the only way I really have. But uh, 
my granddaughter, Paula. Ah, of course, of course. But she is my granddaughter because my daughter was half, half gin. That is because at one point I was married to a mortal woman. This is not something most of my kind do. Is it, is it discouraged to fraternize with mortals? Yes, at least in our tribe. Well, what about immortals? Uh, you mean you and the other one there in town? Maybe. Don't know. We've we've not had a lot of occasion to deal with you. As far as I know, you're the first two of your kind ever on this island. Might be a doorway in. Topic of discussion, perhaps. Uh, Rick, I don't... Something I can bring up. I do not wish to turn into a vampire. I'm sure I can get a plus one, if that's what brings us in, Brigitte. If not, I can deal with it. Brooker breathes a sigh of relief. Besides, I don't even think I can do that. Breathe a sigh of relief? No. Change you. (laughs) I I think the two of you seem to have some communication issues. But regardless, you say Ava is safe. She's safe. And thriving. She's made a friend. And I think she'll be also better capable of taking care of herself in the future if that time ever comes. This is good news. Well, you can let the people in town know that the uh, the shorelines around town and uh, even out for a couple of days travel are warded now if any more slavers try to pull something such as has taken place before. The tribe will be alerted when they hit the shore. We can go check. If it's slavers, we we can deal with them. I appreciate that. I'm sure the town will, too. It was never my intention to have girls carried off. I didn't figure it was. Russell, on the other hand, so seems to not care. Some people are like that. Part of the reason we keep to ourselves. Worth mentioning that the reason... We were able to bring her mind out of the state it was in was because of Russell's magic, but he doesn't share any uh, greater thoughts about you, it seems. Just as a note. Well, there's a reason I always check to see who's calling me forth here before I actually show myself. Fair enough. But you you might should carry back a warning that attacking one of us That'll start you a war with the whole tribe. That's not something you want. It is not. It's not something that any of us want. But I'll tell you this. If Russell does it, he's doing it on his own. Well, I will inform the others and make sure that's taken into consideration. Again, not my call. I'm not one of the tribal elders. Fair enough. We'll spread the word. Is there anything else you need from us? Tell me the best way to contact you without having to actually come into town should you, uh, should the elders agree to meet with you. Hmm. Hmm. I'll, uh, I'll pick up a stone and, and cast a spell on it. Try this. If I don't respond, uh, then I'm probably, uh, farther away from the village. Or, I'm... If, if I don't respond, I'm probably nowhere nearby. Alright. 
Well, how soon do you need to meet with them? They're typically not quick about these things, but... I think from what we understand, we're, we've got until the winter solstice, but it would be best if we've got something before then. Uh, just as a note, what spell did you cast? Uh, sending. Oh, nice. Okay. Alright, well, I will try to get a message to you letting you know about their decision and as soon as I as soon as they make one anyhow oh I will this is my bad I will be casting that spell on that rock for a little while oh, a little while but it should be unlimited range what do you mean by unlimited planar uh no I think it, it yeah you have to be on the same plane but other than that oh it's only a 5% chance of failure if it's a different plane wow so there's that but uh planning on doing any plane hopping no not not, not particularly no, nope but when he says unlimited no, you, don't, you, <laughs> you, you don't want to go to some other planes nope. this one come on i hear the plane of fire is real nice oh you know uh brigard wouldn't mind visiting I mean, the plane of fire the city probably. of brass is survivable but that's about it <laughs> yeah brigard could navigate the plane of fire without any yeah problem. yeah but uh we, we need to save this world before we uh pop over to another Right. Oh, okay. One world at a time, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't want to multitask. <laughs> uh, Brigard has difficulty uh, grasping the concept of visiting a well versus living in a well, so yes, he has... Oh... <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, somewhere down there under that water, there's just like this this large, expansive house with all this nice furnishing. I thought it was a like a portal to a extra dimensional plane of gin that just. <laughs> this is where the, the the wishing well idea came from. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 a well full of gin. It's just <laughs> it's the a- drunk's <laughs> favorite drinking <laughs> hole. Sometimes called the drunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Sean. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So yeah, uh, make me a, a couple, or make me another perception check. It's a couple because there's two of you, but twenty-six, twenty. Okay, well, so uh, as y'all are standing there talking to him, y'all will notice that uh, in the west. Right. Yes, that's the one. okay. So in the west, uh, you will see uh, out on the horizon some lightning and such. Uh, Brigard, you're probably very familiar with the fact that this is like a, a summer storm that's blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing unnatural about it, but you figure that at some point tonight, this whole island's going to get pretty damn wet. Yep. Uh, and uh, before doing anything, Brigard just kind of just stand and look at it. Just a, a comfort, really, just the, uh, the forces of nature uh, rolling and toiling and just gathering. And he'll uh, elbow Rick after a moment. That storm looks like it could provide uh, some comfort from this summer warmth. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to walk around tomorrow without having to constantly worry about being fried to a crisp. That would be nice. How are you feeling with uh, your changes? It's fine, I guess. It's 
a bit odd sometimes. The most disturbing part is during my uh, testing is the uh, fact that it's not as easy to, you know, rationalize or control myself. Do you have a good enough grasp on it that we can be safe and others will be safe? For now, yeah. Um, it'll be a little while before I have to again. Gav doesn't want me to leave town until I actually manage to do it on my own, though. Is there anything I can do to help you remain in control or uh, help subdue you if you lose control? Well, uh, I suppose... Uh, like, does Rick know at this point that you have limited, like, un unlimited casting, but a limited list now? Um, yeah, yeah, we made that clear when, um... Okay. Well, okay. No, I, I vividly remember saying that I, I took the bargain to uh, accept the deity, and uh, therefore, yeah, my powers were uh, restricted. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's known for him. I don't suppose you can cast Control Undead. Control Vermin? No, I'm not a bug. Or a crab. Control summon creature. I am not summoned. What if you are summoned and then... Never mind, I'm done. I would. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I could summon a monster that can fucking subdue you. Murderous command? Could I forbid action you? I'm immune to mind affecting effects. Motherfuck. How am I going to kill you one day? Um... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, got like, you got like four options. You kill me like a plain old vampire, you throw me at the sun, or you find a way to just permanently, like, fucking crush me. Mm. Somewhere where I can't get, uh, <laughs> can't, can't reform. Or, you don't. Can I desecrate you? Uh, that would enhance me. <laughs> nope, no, uh, consecrate. I don't know if I, no, I don't have consecrate. Con consecrate? I think that would make my saves worse. Mm. Okay, I make your saves worse, and then I forbid action. No, god damn it. Um, no, because I'm immune. What, my saves don't matter about, if I'm immune. No, just, no, calm emotions won't do it. Uh, no, you are... There There are some mental-esque spells that do work because they're not mind-affecting effects. Like, share memory mm -hmm. works on me. <laughs> share memory uh, of a good time and just just basically the Hulk scene with uh, Black Widow. Um, the, the sun's getting real you, high. Your best bet is to beat the shit out of me until I turn into mist. Okay, so I need to start carrying a jar with me so I can... Put you in that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what is this? A jar of farts? No, it's Rick. Kind of so a jar of farts. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's a probably your best bet in a short term, like a, a real quick space, is to beat the shit out of me or use, um holy magic that I don't think you have. Or you could probably use heal on me. Yeah, that, That's probably a way to knock me out pretty fast. Although it's based on level, so it'd, be, it'd deal a lot of damage to me, but it wouldn't kill me. In one shot. Hmm. Energy drain? It does nothing to Implosion. me. Implosion. In fact, I think it actually um, makes me... <laughs> I think it gives me temporary hit points. Okay. So, do you really think you're going to need to, uh, do you think you're going to need to 
Do you kill Rick sometime soon? Well, no, I just not not kill, but uh, no, no, okay. no. It, none, yeah, yeah, we we tangented. Yeah, um, yeah. None of this was to actually harm, but no. Uh, the 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 initial before the tangent was Brigard asking if uh you know if if I need to subdue you, what can I do? Okay, okay, I got it. Well, Ajar standing there. <laughs> Hurt me. Jabbering back and forth, the uh, the genie will will kind of you know clear his throat and try try to get your attention. It's just kind of like. <clears throat> Oh, Guys. uh... Just both look at him. <laughs> yes, sorry, Kadri. Um, or Rick does. Yeah, so does Burger. You, uh... You've obviously got some stuff going on here. <laughs> anyway, uh... Personal thank you gift for, uh... For helping my granddaughter. And he's going to hand you... A rod. Whichever one of you can reach out and take it. Um... R- roll you for it? Uh, well, I want to see. Uh, sh- is it metagaming to ask what it does before we roll for it? Because I don't really. Well, yeah, y'all, y'all don't know what it does when he's yeah. using it. To <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna like slap each other's hands away, sort of thing. Um, uh, Brigard will reach out to accept it. Uh, what's it look like? Is it just a, a rod of wood? Uh, it it is. It's a wooden rod. Mm-hmm. Um, it has. A lot of fancy carving on it, which would probably catch your. Yep. Um, but other than that, you know nothing about it. Uh, thank you. Is this, is this like a, a very hefty wand? Hmm. I suppose that's one way to think of it. But uh, well, you said you said that uh, the storms. Well, you found them comforting. And he said they might let him walk around. So, uh, it could be dangerous, but it? this, this can, a lightning uh, rod, this can, uh, unleash a storm if I wouldn't, you know, use it too frequently. It's a very dangerous storm, but you know, in an emergency situation, definitely a good thing to have in our back pocket. Yes. Uh, Russell can harness a small storm, but if I could create a true storm itself, that would be a, a marvelous sight. Uh, uh, Burgers just kind of heft it, just storm well, something. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be outside during the storm if you could help from it, but in a situation where he has to get away in a hurry. Uh, and I, like, I have my mask on, so I focus. Is it, like, how magical is it? It has a strong evocation. Yeah, I'll cast Detect Magic and uh, do a Spellcraft. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, Detect Magic, Spellcraft. Which, Ooh. I put the link there for yeah. you to click on. Yeah, no, I looked at it. No, I just, I didn't want to right. manic okay. it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this saying, is I, only... put, I put the link there so you yep. can Yep, uh, plus three to this. Ah, 21. It has to beat the caster level, right? For him to figure out what it is? Oh, um... It's shit. I think it's fifteen plus caster level. Yeah. So yeah, he's not gonna figure this out then. Oh. Okay. Well, I know it can summon a storm. I can take a look at it when we're back home. My repository is good for that. Okay, and uh, Burger will hand it over to him. Um, stick it in my belt. Yeah. I'm not putting it in your belt. You put it in your own belt. No. 
No, I said I <laughs> stick oh. it in my belt. Okay. Well, the eye, the eye dropped off of that, so yeah. oh, okay. it sounded like you were telling him to stick it in your belt. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this is this is interesting. I, I, I twerk at Brigger. <laughs> okay. Brigger beats you over the head with it. No. Going a little uh, past the uh, hand-holding here. <laughs> no, I take it and I stick it in my belt. We're shifting the, the podcast now. It's a, it's a romance. <laughs> Two men out of time find each other. But I just opened this and holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I was being very cagey about it. So. <laughs> so, yeah, we know it summons a storm. Yes. And that's it. Well, he did tell you it was a dangerous storm. Oh, yes. Still. But all the rest of them. Yep. Um... So, I, oh, I, I ask, um, I ask, I, I just put it in my notes. Kadru. Because I'm horrible at memory. Kadru. I ask Kadru, um, so, is this one use, or is this, uh, eating up someone's life force? That I really couldn't tell you much about. Uh... It was an item that uh, the merfolk found at the bottom of the ocean at one point and traded to us for some goods. Or traded to me for some goods. They seem to be very beneficial people to trade to. Thank you. I'm sure you can find somebody who can figure it all out and tell you what it does. I'll give it a shot myself. I've got a Got a space that should be able to help me. I really have not much use for it. Y'all seem to like storms. So. <laughs> you helped my granddaughter. There you go. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much for this gift. We are grateful and very curious to see what this can do. I'm going to get back home. I will let you know when the elders have made it. Uh, Brigard, uh, subconsciously, eyes flicker over to the well, just ever so briefly. <laughs> I, I nod at him, and, uh, we should be getting back to yeah. Brigard. Yes. And I hold out my hand. Brigard clasps it. Poof. We're in the basement. Poof. There's lots of poof. Yeah, it's a good thing... <laughs> We poofed in yours and not mine because it's just a cloud of dust would have surrounded us if we went back to Brigger's house. <laughs> uh, just dust. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll um, but uh, I'll I'll tell Brigger I've got something else I'd like to talk to you about. But let's see what we can figure out about this first, and I'll wiggle the the rod about. Okay. Uh, how big is a rod generally? Um, they're like foot and a half to two foot okay. uh, sticks. Okay, and a wand is like four or six inches. Or usually, thing? like no, they're usually like six to eight. You got to think about like the part that you hold in your hand too, which is about three to four in- okay. or four inches. Cool. Just to, yeah, just to get a, a scale of this image, and uh, as as you start to go over it, Brigger just can't help but uh, admire the the craftsman, the the working of the wood and everything. Once I'm healed up all the way, I will uh, cast Analyzed Dwemer. Oh, wow. Okay. 
and that will kick the shit out of me, but... Read it out. Yes, please. You can observe magical auras. Each round, you may examine a single creature or object that you can see as a free action. In the case of a magic item, you learn its functions, including any curse effects. How to activate its functions, if appropriate, and how many charges are left, if it uses charges. In the case of an object or creature with active spells cast upon it, you learn each spell, its effect, and its caster level. An attended object may may a little bit bit me. An attended object may attempt a will save to resist this effect, if its holder so desires. If the save succeeds, you learn nothing about the object except what you can discern by looking at it. An object makes the save cannot be affected by any other analyzed Wemmer spells for 24 hours. I thought this was going to give me like a plus 20 bonus. I didn't know it was just going to give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was just greater greater detect magic okay so it's gonna tell you all about the item is it does that include uh the materials it's made out of and such uh unless there's a magical reason for that no i believe that would be an appropriate knowledge or uh appraisal check okay um so unless that has a special function with how it's made uh it it kind of does so Here's what you're going to learn. The first thing you're going to learn is that this particular rod is made of green wood. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I don't think this goes into the detail for you of how green wood is made or anything. But you gain the understanding that while the wood is damp and in contact with fertile soil, uh, it it heals itself, uh, just mechanically uh, damage to itself at a rate of one hit point per hour. And oh, nice. it will even repair breaks and regrow missing pieces, so long as it doesn't uh, isn't completely broken. If the item is actually broken, you have one hour to get it in contact with fertile soil before it will uh, fail to start failing to, to heal itself. So Brigger's going to have um, to start carrying around an empty jar does, and a jar of dirt. Well, it does require, though, that this wood is needs to be kept damp. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to let the wood dry out at any time. Uh, because of this, it only takes a quarter damage from fire as well. Nice. That's easy enough to do. I grab some rags and permanently prestidigitate dampness into them. Wow. <laughs> and wrap it in those rags. You just created moist towelettes. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, you want to always keep this rod damp, but uh, as long as you keep it damp, you can put it in contact with fertile soil and it will repair itself if it damaged in any way. But also, holy shit! Yeah. Beyond that. For the listeners. <laughs> I'm I'm still telling you what you find out, so just shush. Oh. (laughs) Shush! Shush! Okay. Okay. So, so this is a Storm Kindler's Rod. It acts as a plus four shocking burst spell storing club, but the spell storing capabilities uh, are only for druid spells, which means uh, in this campaign, that's going to mean any divine caster. Mm-hmm. Can store sp- can store spells. Up. Uh, while it's carried in one hand, the wielder gets immunity to cold and electricity. Beyond that, it has other powers. 
up to three times a day as a swift action. You can call down a stroke of lightning from the skies. Uh, it functions as flame strike, except that the damage dealt is half electricity and half from divine power. Once per day, as a standard action, you can summon an Elder Lightning Elemental, 1d3 Greater Lightning Elementals, or 1d4 Huge Lightning Elemental. Uh, functions as the Summon Monster 8, except that it requires a standard action instead of a full round. And then once per day, you can call upon a Devastating Storm. It functions as the Storm of Vengeance. Save that on the second round, the storm creates freezing rain that deals cold damage rather than acid. Now, it can be destroyed as easily as a typical plus four shocking burst spell scoring club, except that you know how to heal it because of it being made from green wood. Because <laughs> not, not to mention that it should have a hardness. Uh, you said it's made of wood. Greenwood. I'm assuming Greenwood is as hard as wood, which makes it a, with a plus four, it has a hardness of 13. So, it is a very powerful item. Yes. Extraordinarily. I'm, I'm, I'm being very calm now, but Don is freaking out inside over how cool this is. And Don can use its still uh, spell storing capabilities. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, I'm I'm if if Rick is interested in it as well, I'm more than happy to uh, do a roll off. I I think Rick, Rick of course like first thing he figures out this thing needs to be damp and it's not damp so he's gonna he's not gonna explain anything he's just gonna go grab some rags make some damp rags and wrap that bitch mm-hmm. up, uh, and then after that he's gonna put it on the table. He's gonna say, Brigard. Yes, Rick. Uh, this is r- a very, very powerful magical item. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. Yes, I, I can detect. I can detect that as well. Were you able to identify its properties? Yes. And before I tell you what they are, I think that we just this thing. Either of us could use it. You could use it a little bit more for one of its abilities. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this should be a thing that we can probably trade between ourselves as needed, if needed. But not with Russell? I'll give it to you. I'll leave that up to you, frankly. I, I don't trust him. Ooh. I don't trust him anymore. Now, real quick, and I'm sorry I'm breaking the tension here, but... You haven't said that before. That's 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 a that's a that's a news drop. Ball drop. He has not said that to Brigard before. Yeah, I've 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 not said that to Brigard in the in the vampire uh, bits. I I've repeated that. Oh, extensively. Yeah, oh really? He has okay. Extensively to yes. uh, to NPCs, but not to any PCs. Oh my god. Okay, so a, a little taken aback by that, Brigard flinches. Um. I, I thought you you repaired your friendship. I, I do you do you have strong concerns regarding him? Should I should I be wary? I wouldn't say that we repaired our friendship. I don't know 
how he thinks about it. I've got a sinking feeling he's got his eye on me at this point just as much as I've got mine on him. But that's just a gut feeling. Your undead gut. Yes. My metaphorical gut. I can't help but think that. Perhaps if you had a conversation with him, really hashed out the differences and... Is it all... Burger, when we were sitting there and after the fight, when we were sitting there in the kitchen, it took every ounce of control I had to not kill him. What, what did he say? I must have missed some subtle clue again. Beyond his taunting arrogance, <laughs> the fact that he was so assured, or at least projecting that, that he could take me, he was fine, even though we both, I'm pretty sure, well know that that's not case. And the fact that it seems like every time we get into trouble, who among us is the most antagonistic? Definitely Russell. He 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 has a, a short fuse, I believe he once called it. He's a short fuse. And he doesn't exactly ask anyone's opinion before he acts. You know he Not that I'm much better, admittedly, but he makes some, he's made some big decisions for us as a group. You mean the slavers in the bar? I mean the slavers in the bar. Yes. You died. I died. Half a dozen other people died. And that's even just considering the people we care about. You know how many slavers we killed? Did you take count? Did he? I didn't. No, I, I had my hands full of my own uh, trauma. I, I, there were many lost in that battle, though. That entire ship was sunk. The, the people in the bar who had no chance of protecting themselves weren't able to be healed in time. He, he, he acted brashly, and I, I, I thought, though, that you had come to an understanding. I forgave him enough to let him live. But that doesn't mean I trust him. We work together. But if we don't trust him, how can we go into battle with him? How can we trust him to have our... have our back? You can trust him, Burger. I don't think, from a logical standpoint, that either of us have anything against you. I don't think you're in any kind of danger. No, my healing is still quite important to him. Beyond that, I think he is likely still your friend, going both ways. I still view you as a friend, but I don't view him as a friend, and I don't think he views me as a friend. He'll say as much, and I'll keep quiet on the subject. Thank you for uh, sharing with me these, these thoughts. I, I'll have to see for myself how he is after all of that, after... After everything we've gone through, and we we both, I, I, with very little hesitation, I followed with you to take care of the djinn behind his back, so on some level I must know 
we have the- That's a situation that we knew was inflammatory. Yes. If you want to look at it from that direction. I'm not trying to color you against him or anything. I just know how I feel. I do feel, personally, that if we're going to be looking into this whole Vex and the slaves and where they're going, we're going to need to keep a level head on our shoulders, not make a mess of things. Otherwise, we get stopped in our tracks early. That doesn't bode well. That's my thought. Yes, I will keep a close watch. We, we, we can't rush in like we were forced to last time we were confronted with a, with a, with an opposing force. So I will, I will try to work with him into voice caution at times to see if maybe I can temper his, his lust for confrontation. Uh, and maybe after this shop opens up and everything goes well, he will finally have some peace in his heart and he can move forward with fresher, calmer mind. With any luck. And I hope for your sake that it works out. If only to keep your mind at ease. A- after all that, Burger will sit back. Uh, he, s- he sat down in the chair and he's just, just kind of weighing that in his mind. All of that. Uh, all of the feelings, everything that's happened for the last uh, couple days. <laughs> um, and just, he's going to have to, you know, dwell on that in his own heart for a bit about who to trust, how to trust, and how to uh, keep this uh, friendship together. While, while you're chilling out, uh, Rick's also going to chill out, but in a different way. Uh, he'll leave the, the door to the library open, but he's going to be in the repository, or in the arcane repository. And he's going to be, uh, like, enchanting little sigils on the ground. Like, he'll draw them in and put a, uh, put a cantrip in them. Uh, he's basically just trying to build an ice block very slowly. Uh, about human-sized. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Destress Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, 
they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had to- Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.